Sports Radio Night Tonight again coming up about seven minutes. Soul Food in the ATL. You want four or five great places for soul food? And, and uh, Sandra gave us a little education on the history and the culture behind it. We'll do the Atlanta Eats on Radio segment because um, Atlanta Eats is something I think people care about. And I said, why am I doing it on all these other stations and not doing it on our show? So when Sandy's here, we're going to talk a little food. That's coming up Good. in a little bit as well. Coming up later on in the program, later on this hour, uh, we say goodbye to one of our favorite special team coaches of all time, Travis Kelsey, saying, I'm not playing. If you want to you want to get after it, I, I'm more than happy to do it. And uh, the other side of the soul music we'll be playing for our segment is Billy Joel. Billy Joel's pretty uh, soulful at times. Um, what's his song? I got uh, – it's all about soul. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll do uh, a list came and out. New music drops today from Billy Joel first in 17 years. That's why Billy we're doing Joel's Billy got Joel. new music. Girl. Jeez. I didn't, I didn't think that. I, I thought that ship had sailed big time. Um, anyways, is Claude Felton is an inside name in the world of sports in the city of Atlanta. He is the sports information director at the University of Georgia. And he hasn't been there for 10 years. He hasn't been there for 20 years. He hasn't been there for 30 years. How long has he been there? 100 years. Yeah, he, I don't have the number in front of me. Over but to 40, tell people, over tell people 40 what years. a sports information so, director is. So this is. is the guy that you go through for any media requests. He's the guy that handles the press conferences. He's the guy that reaches out to the media. He's the guy that coordinates on game day all the needs of press from around the country. He has a staff of probably 20 under him, and she handles field hockey. He handles soccer. This one handles basketball. Game days are, Oversees yes. everything. Yeah, yeah. He, he, He's uh, a big deal. It, yeah. it's, it's a position that is a high-stress position. Um, in the NFL, a lot of times you get, you get pushed out depending on the coach. 45 years he's been there. 45 years. You get pushed out according to coaches. They want their own guy. It's a very important job. Guy in the Falcons does a fabulous job, right? David. Uh, David yes. Bassetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's great. So we've been very lucky around these parts for sure to have just really great SIDs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Claude Felton is one of the great gentlemen in that profession of all time. Could not be more kind, helpful, communicative, right? Yes. Um, so he's retiring. And I was maybe just think about that job and that process. And then I was thinking about media members. A guy like Mike Griffith who covers Georgia every single day of his life, right? Certainly during the season. And so many other guys. These are not glamorous jobs. I mean, what we get to do is a lot more glamorous than a lot of what the beat writers have to do all On over the country. Basis, yeah. Especially with, you know, places that aren't the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. East Carolina, where Jim Bob Cacciatore was you know, years oh. ago, right? Or, 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 you know, insert school, you know, Wake Forest, which is, you know, nice little program. But like, you know, you're in Winston-Salem and you're not covering the NFL. You're covering a nice ACC program. Or the same could be said of, you know, I don't want to single out, but uh, whatever, uh, covering Missouri or you're covering uh, Pepperdine or whatever. Okay. All right. And then I was thinking about the way that certain coaches choose to handle their business, Right. And when I was a young guy in my 20s, I was scared to death of these press conferences. I went to ask a question. I was covering the Celtics and Casey Jones and Bird McHale. I was covering, you know, the NFL locker room. I covered all four teams, and I never opened my mouth because I I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to look stupid or be chastised or whatever. It's just intimidating, right? Right. And there's a basic way to go about your business um, where 
you, you can treat people in that position where you're the coaches with respect. Um, and Bill Belichick was the opposite of that. And Nick Saban was bad, not as bad as Belichick. And if Belichick was here, it would have been really uncomfortable to have to deal with him on a daily basis. And how ridiculous it is, I was thinking, for guys, even NFL writers, I don't care if you're writing for The Athletic or you're writing for you know, Falcons Daily or whatever, those aren't high-paying jobs. They're not living in Buckhead in, in mansions. Mm-hmm. These are grinders. These are guys on deadlines. These are guys that, you know, um, are trying to, you know, provide uh, the viewer, the listener, the, the audience with something, right? And we were saved. That, nothing irritates me more than, than talking down to a guy. It's not about what you make, but a guy, uh, just say it. How about it's just common respect for other human beings? that treat the janitor the same way as the beat reporter as when the NFL network comes in. What are you And so, I would say yeah. coaches, I would say managers, I would say whoever's in your office that treats people like crap. Right. It's not okay. It's just as much energy to be a jackass as to be Brian Snitker, who's the opposite, mm-hmm. or Alex Anthopoulos. We are so lucky around these parts. Yeah. We have great gentlemen that I mean, treat us with respect. Arthur wasn't trying to be rude necessarily to the writers, but he did lose his way at times with the notion of going to those press conferences irritated and agitated and, you know, snapping at folks and everything else. And I don't think he's he, – I think he once they started losing, he, he toned it down, right, because that, that you can't be arrogant and be losing, right? That doesn't work. But, like, like why, why do you why – why does it not bother sometimes used to, like – Okay, well, he's a writer. Why shouldn't he talk to him that way? Like, why shouldn't writers be treated with some, you know, modicum of respect? And uh, I just enjoyed the hell out of watching Bill Belichick this year go on that radio show on WEEI and have to face those questions that are legitimate questions to ask guys who make tens of millions of dollars a year. And I will say it. The guy who's in the uh, press row makes $64,000, right? And is trying to make it to his kid's high school football game or, you know, his junior high daughter's dance. And the guy on the podium is making $8 million a year. And you got to belittle him. And you got to be irritated. And you got to be – like, just – it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I agree. And it's just – there's no need for it. And with Raheem Morris, you're going to get the opposite. And not that that's why I like the hire. I like the hire because what everybody else around the NFL has said about him. I like the hire because he's coached on both sides of the football, that, he, that he's coached receivers, that he's been a defensive coordinator, and that everybody's like, whatever you give him, he's going to motivate his players and do everything else. Is it a bonus that he's also going to be a great interview and he's going to treat people great? Yeah, I think that's a bonus as well. Right. I have a tweet from a Spencer Williams who did not read that it is Optimism Day today Yeah. because he is the opposite. He writes, tweets at me, I believe we as Falcon fans are being sold a bill of goods. I don't need to hear how nice he is and how he will win the room. If I look at his resume and his staff resume, it's not impressive or worth of this job, yet everyone says he is. Right. Okay. Well, um, I, I assume the resume. Are there t- is a lot of fans <laughs> that feel exactly like Spencer Williams, who needs to turn that frown upside down. So what would he have been happier with if it was Ben Johnson, if it was Aaron Glenn, if it were like, what do you want to see for your next head coach? You know, like I like that he's been a head coach. He had Josh Freeman for three years. How much are you going to win with Josh Freeman? No one gave him a quarterback. He he took over a team that was zero and five. And Dan Quinn was he supposed to go like nine and one? 
And he, by the way, he might be the nicest guy in the room that also gets fired right. in three years. We don't know, but as Listen, a fan, you've got to kind of let, like, let's just all take a deep breath and say, "Gosh, we hope we got the right guy." If you think that I support it because Raheem's a nice guy, I think he was the most qualified guy of every single guy that's been hired, short of Vrabel. No, Vrabel wasn't hired, so he's the most qualified guy of everybody that's been hired. I think that's who it is. Is 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 Raheem, and I think he's the right coach at the right time for this city. And Bill Belichick, as much as I thought that would have been cool, he would have been insufferable and probably saved me and a lot of folks from having to deal with him. Do I think it would have been worth the risk? Of course. Do I think they got the, uh, a great hire? I think that as well. Both can be, be true, true at the right. same time. All right, you ready to do Atlanta Eats on yeah, Radio? Yeah, I am. Here we go. Time now for the tastiest, juiciest, most delicious, crave-worthy segment in radio history. Time for Atlanta Eats on the radio. Got the hungry dogs over here. With the Steakhouse. What is- Atlanta Eats Radio, brought to you by Gas South. The difference is good. What do you want to tell us about soul food? Kind of the history so, well, behind Well, that's why I asked you. I said, would you know how to prepare a soul food and where that even came from? And it came from, it's. it was in the South especially, of made from people that don't have a lot of money. That we, we are in the one-pot business. We've got to make this food last a long time. So we're going to cook the big thing of pork, the big thing of greens, and all the spices that comes with from Africa. So it's a different kind of cultural thing. Yeah. It's certainly fried chicken, but we make it differently in the South. And then the soul food is a whole other level of Southern food. So that's Going just deeper. the difference. No, I yeah. like what you're saying. Yeah. The authenticity of it, right? It's not just a meat and three. That's not soul food. No, and it's certainly not a beautiful story when you go, why soul food? Because the slaves were given the scraps of what was left to eat. So they made they had to make the most of what was going on in a big old pot of yummy, delicious food. So Great backstory. That's the truth. Thank yeah. you for you're that. Welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Busy Bee Cafe on MLK. Uh, Chef restaurateur Tracy Gates. It's her moment right now. She just won a huge hospitality award for the city of Atlanta. She's had presidents come through there. The restaurant's super famous. Their fried chicken were just off uh, Memorial Drive near Mercedes-Benz is some of the best in the country. Candied yams mm. and uh, good old-fashioned banana pudding, right? Holy smokes. That sounds awesome. All right. Uh, how about Twisted Soul Cookhouse and Pours? Another great fried chicken place, uh, mac and cheese, great cocktails as well. It's on Huff Road, really, really solid spot. Virgil's Gullah Kitchen and Bar, right around the corner from us here, but multiple locations. This is, do you know what Gullah is? It's it's a coastal region of South Carolina-type food. Um, they've got the Bussin Corn Muffins, Shrimp and Grits. It's a Geechee culture from Charleston, South Carolina. And they are blowing up in Atlanta. Collard greens are second to none. Mm. Rock South Cuisine, kind of upscale, a little more bougie on, on uh, Buford Highway. Oxtails, catfish, and grits. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Now, oxtails are a little aggressive for you, right? You're not going to do I oxtails? I like oxtails. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, there are a lot of folks. That's very authentic when you get into that. A couple of other places worth mentioning, talking about soul food in town, is um, Delilah's. Everyday Soul at Chattahoochee Food Works, right where my office is. That's a great food hall to check out. The beautiful restaurant. They've been hiding in plain sight in southwest Atlanta for over 40 years. Really great um, soul food. They got a shout-out from Goody Mob's debut album, Soul Food. And the food is beloved because it tastes like it was, like like you said, yeah. Sunday morning yeah. in the kitchen, and grandma's been, in there. And it's been cooking all day and probably yesterday. Big Daddy's Kitchen on Campbellton Road in southwest Atlanta, another great spot. Frank's Cajun and Soul Kitchen on Powder Springs uh, in Marietta, Georgia. 
So Atlanta, listen, we don't land as the best barbecue. We may not be the best soul food. We're not, but we're just good at a lot of different foods, mm-hmm. right? And soul food is one of those things as well. I'll try to post something on Twitter, but that's an example. That's a great list. Wow. Pascal's as well. You Pascal's, know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. More of a meat and three. Mm-hmm. Walter's Soul Food Cafe on Cleveland Ave, uh, another spot worth mentioning. When we come back, Sandy's got a belly up to the bar you're going to love. One of my favorite moments in the history of Hard Knocks. <laughs> Plain and simple. I could hear it a million times. We'll play that for you. Why Sandra continues to tell us Travis Kelty has that big, tight end energy. Isn't that what you said? BTE, I like it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll do that as well. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Steak and Sandra on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. No more of the Steakhouse. Make some damn noise. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 10.25 10.25 on the fastest two hours in radio. Steak and Sandra, thanks for being with us. We'll belly up to the bar. Uh, one of the best Billy Joel songs of all time. We'll tell you why we're talking about that. Also hear from Travis Kelsey, one of my favorite Hard Knocks moments coming up as well. Raheem Morris. What's the Orlando Ledbetter, the beat writer from the AG? What's he so fired up about? He's tweeting that about? That it's taken 10 days to, to have to, a press to be able to interview, to interview him. Yeah. He's antsy. Mm-hmm. Thinks it's too long. Mm-hmm. And he loves to read. Well, it is Super Bowl week, so folks that are out there covering this thing have are leaving. You know, are Saturday, they? Sunday. Yeah, the teams arrive Saturday. Yeah, and Sunday. but local writers, lo- local writers are not going out to the Super Bowl on Monday. I don't even know if D. Led even goes to the Super Bowl. Does he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I don't I think know. so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe on Friday or Thursday or something. I don't know, but it's one thing if we were in it. You know, I mean Monday at two. And why doesn't he like two p.m. That bother him also. Yeah. I like when guys get agitated about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Taylor Swift thing. I know, man. Putting Taylor Swift on 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 TV, those those half a second she gets, so irritating. <laughs> Makes me crazy. Yeah, I don't no, not that. really. Did you see Rusty Manziel's uh, Facebook with so his daughter? Sweet. Yes. She's so cute. Talking about she's buying a Kansas City Chiefs jersey for Taylor. I know the some guy in his car. That's the problem. What that's well? What's the point? Some eight-year-old girl rooting for the Chiefs. She doesn't even know anything about football. Oh, I love it. Girl dads, is this is your moment to shine? This is yes, great. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Couple of things uh, wanted to touch base with you about. Uh, we talked about Georgia losing last night. That was a tough loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eighty-five they, seventy-six. We Alabama. T- did you watch the Tech game the other night when they won that game? I did not. It was a big win, though. You were in Florida. So you yeah, sorry, it. I was with my mom. Yeah, and then. Um, couple of other quick things. The We talked about uh, Raheem. What the hell did I want to tell you? Oh, the uh, Hawks trade deadline. I'm, I'm reading through. Is DeJounte going to get moved? Sounds like Quinn Snyder doesn't necessarily want to move him. They got to stretch. Does he not want to move him or they're figuring out they may not get anything back for him and yeah. they can't get rid of him? And like, and now we like, gotta, you got to say this marriage is going to work because I just met with my <laughs> divorce attorney and it does not look good for my bank account because that's likely, more likely. Do what you have is. no names, no names. Do you have girlfriends that were the financial situation a little smoother that have stayed with their man based on that? They've couples have stayed together because the the carnage. Of, I think we all know people, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Could you give me if I asked you a name? Would you give me one? Not on the air. No, that's, okay. I, that's a silly question. And by the way, they all make more than men in their life, likely right. anyway. All your girlfriends do, mm-hmm. huh? Most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is a great thing. That's a why the couples guy, work. That's why I know some of those guys. That's why they're where staying. Where are they going? That's where they're staying. <laughs> <laughs> you, also, you also never mentioned I went with a new haberdashery today, right? I've never worn a, a vest in the middle of uh, winter. Mm-hmm. Are you, you saying it's not the look? I mean, you give me a little. I'm honest with you. You're yeah. my work husband. So what's the it's problem? not it's the best tight. look for you. It was too tight? All of it. Like, I just don't like guys in a puffer. It does. It's not good. <laughs> And the puffer day, day. doesn't, it's too, first of all, you have this big bandage on your arm, yeah. which I don't even know what that's going yeah, about. Yeah, it's a nasty bursitis. All yeah. right, so, and, and, what, and I maybe would like a long sleeve shirt with it. Right. But that's just well, me. You, I don't love a puffer, just on a guy. Day, I don't like day, a puffer. Do you, hear, do you hear me getting dressed down here? Yeah. Do you, do you agree that this was not was not the look, or what are you saying? Uh, uh, yeah, um. Wow. I mean, it's a consensus. Yeah. And you dress well, I think. <laughs> what are you yeah. saying, though? It's just too tight? or it's uh, just I mean, a... it's a little stiff for you. You, little... you know, usually you have kind of nice, loose, you right. know, just really like. I think a long sleeve shirt. You don't wear like a polo with a puffer. No. And, yeah. and a nice arm bandage. <laughs> wow. And buttoned up all the way to the top. Yeah, right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we need some help. So fashion, it's a fashion fail today. No, no, you still look cute. Fine. You're fine. No, 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 Don't no. Listen, out. I'm not thin-skinned. Back to the Hawks. I was just kidding. I yes. do want to remind you, the Suns are here Friday, and the freaking Warriors are here Saturday. So what a weekend. Uh, look at that stretch coming up. What did you just say? The Suns are here uh, tomorrow night, and then the Warriors here Saturday. And then they have Boston and Philly on the road. Wow. That is just a nasty gauntlet, right? Yeah, By really the way, is. Doc Rivers, another night with the Bucks. Dame Lillard went back to Portland, which was, a, I guess. I thought a, it was game seven of the NBA Finals because SportsCenter did 12 segments on the return. Uh-huh. Dame time returns to Portland uh, yeah. and, Port- and loses. And Portland won, by the way. Yeah. Uh, who's their big pick? Uh, the Blazers, Scoot, right? Scoot Henderson, yeah. Kell High School alum. Dude, he yeah. looked legit last night. He was, he was going to the front of the rim. All right, ready to belly up? Let's do it. What's everyone talking about? Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Keith Armstrong is one of our favorite people in the NFL. And we probably know him a little better because of our former teammate, Brian Finneran, who used to be with the Falcons, special teams, wide receivers, all of it. Yeah, Keith Armstrong is just old school coach as it gets. I mean, he is just... Um, what you think of a special team. But like our old buddy Joe D. Camillus, they're, they're a different breed, right? It is right? true, yeah. And so he's done. He is retiring. Uh, he was very, very close friends with um, Todd down in Tampa, so he's retiring from Tampa, which led us to remember Mark, our greatest time with the Hard Knocks coming to the Atlanta Falcons. You a superstar? How many pro balls you, you been to? You got a gold jacket? So who are you? I'm going to tell you. Coach Smith asked me, what do you think? All right, about Malachi Gooman. He don't want it, coach. That's what's getting said. He don't want it. Told you. Right to your face. Dark room, special teams meeting. There's probably 30, 40 guys in there. Mike Mike Smith asked me about Malachi Goodman. And I'm not going to lie to your face. I tell him, he don't want it, coach. And then Devontae awesome. Freeman, here's a little medicine for you. Uh, Devontae, Rashid Hageman. Devontae Rash- Freeman. Devontae Freeman got such a dose, and I didn't remember it from Hard Knocks. And then this is the moment with Jacqua Smith. And by the way, they're in the front row because they're the rookies. I tell you to do, okay? You understand, Smith? You ain't good enough to be an a- Do you understand that? 
You ain't good enough to be an a-hole. Wow. It I, is so good. I mean. They I were, posted they, this clip yesterday. Our friend Jenny said I'd love to see that. So I found it on YouTube. Super hard. You just type in YouTube. So, and hard knocks. But I put so it up and going to watch. Yeah, it's a good three and a half minutes that you're going to enjoy. Travis Kelsey, yesterday. Uh, I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He's a tight end for the Chiefs. No. It's very hard no. to locate. He was on that show. Maybe he did have a reality show <laughs> of people trying to date him years ago, which he's so embarrassed by. He should be. That was that the was dumbest terrible. thing he's ever done. Anyway. I'm kidding. But he was on with Pat McAfee yesterday. And you can just see him sitting there in his looks like his house and they start talking about the whole thing with Justin Tucker and were you messing with him and then lo and behold who like jumps into the camera shot but Patrick Mahomes so this is McAfee talking with the two of them about that incident Tucker was gonna beat your ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna beat your ass you know that hey Pat he's gonna beat your I'll, ass I'll tell you but Pat me and me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard play. But of course, <laughs> we were of course he made it, of course. He can't let us have any fun. Yeah. He not have any fun, man. Yeah, and of course. We were always 1,000% getting flagged for that one. Yeah, that was a classic moment, man, leading into that game. They had a fisticuffs uh, minor at midfield, and then they had the uh, Justin Tucker stuff with Travis Kelsey. So, I uh, Pat just... McAfee, dude, he bought them both on Super Bowl week. Well, it was Pat, it was yeah, yeah, he, Travis, it, and then Patrick just jumps that, in because juicy. why wouldn't they? That's juicy, right? He's winning at life for sure. I also want to bring up about the Super Bowl because, you know, everybody's talking about how in the world is Taylor going to fly into Vegas. Can I tell you that both corporate and the private jets, they have shut down. There are no more time slots available to fly into Vegas within seven days in or out. If you haven't already reserved If it. you haven't reserved that, it already. You don't think they'll find a way to get They will because they're billionaires, but, yeah. I mean, that is something What's else. What's that Talk suite going to cost that Taylor Swift and Kelsey family's going to have? They weren't in plush surroundings in Baltimore. Or they'll, Buffalo. Yeah. Well, Buffalo, at least you could see everybody. You couldn't even see what's right. going on in Baltimore right. other than Taylor up front. Where I didn't think her hair looked great, Sandra. But anyway, that was just, you know. Yeah, I didn't hear what you guys said, but I, we had some females uh, bark yeah, I'm just at saying, about... I want to just give her, a, I just, I thought her hair could have looked nicer that day. That's all. <laughs> you know what that is? That's really I... sweet of you guys, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, Billy Joel is coming out with a new, some new music, and the first song is available today. It's his first new music in 17 years. So USA Today. And he's a music critic and just kind of a music fan. Came up with his top 15 Billy Joel songs. So I put this on Twitter this morning. And it's as controversial as Rusty Rocks with his top five Journey songs because everybody's got a thought on it. So let's go through the most popular according to this USA Today. Then we're going to hear from Stakey and maybe you guys. Hold on. You're already going to go to number one? No, no. I'm going to start with five. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to tell what I think my number one is. Okay. This is, according to USA Today, the top five Billy Joel songs of all time. His number five is Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Yeah. His, num- his number four, And So It Goes. The number three is New York State of Mind. Number two is my favorite song, Vienna, uh-huh. from Billy Joel. And his number one song this is Billy Joel's from Billy one. Joel's uh, book is The Summer Highlands Falls. Okay. They say that these are not the best of times. So these are Billy Joel's. You know what song he loathes? No, no, this is not Billy Joel's favorite. This is the music critic picking his. Okay, he's being way too obscure there. But yeah, it's a nice song. He's way too obscure. That's his top five. All right. 
Scenes for, is, scenes for an Italian restaurant is number one. I mean, that's that's an iconic ballad that's at every level. That's your number one. Yeah, you want to give us your five or you uh, want to count them down? You're going to just throw out number one? Well, I'll just give you five of the best. Only the good Die Young has got to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Allentown has to be in the mix. New York State of Mind, one of the greatest songs ever written about a city in history. And his ode to... Um, his hot uh, model wife that he married, right, Christy Brinkley? Yes, yes, uh, yes. Uptown Girl. So mm. um, that's my that, least favorite song of his of all time. Really, Uptown Girl. Mm-hmm. I love Uptown Girl. I love how he describes it. Got single. I started dating all these girls. I couldn't believe these models wanted to go out with me. Yeah. And he goes, then I met Christy Brinkley, and it was game over. So he wrote this for her. Great video. And Ch- they lived happily ever. Mm. Not oh, so wait. much. Down Easter, Alexa. Tremendous song. Mm. Tremendous song also. Go play Vienna just in your car today and have a moment. So, so good for Billy. Do you want to hear his new one? Or do you all have any interest in that, the new one? When we come back, we're going to actually grade his new song, right? Okay. I wanted to go to break. A, I didn't know you. this was your least favorite song, but that's no, no. okay. That's why we all get along, because it's no fun if we all like the same things, like puffer jet vests and stuff. I mean, that was talking about getting dressed down. And then Day Day. <laughs> Didn't even throw me a life No, Day Day is a great dresser. So Day Day wow. might be the best dressed in the building. There, I'm going to say it. It's true. Well, we come back. By the way, the stand, that is very low bar. <laughs> we will play some three strikes. We'll talk about the Super Bowl line. Is it moving in the direction you want it to? And uh, all kinds of other fun stuff. Fastest two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Stakes Chiro, Sandra Golden. Thanks so much for being with us on a Thursday morning. Back tomorrow, play some buy or sell. Get you ready for the weekend. All kinds of other fun stuff. It's our big game of the night. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. I think the Celtics are playing the Lakers tonight. On TNT. Yes, that is a uh, TNT game. That'll be followed by Philly and Utah. But honestly, the best game of the night is the Pacers and the Knicks. Halliburton back for the Pacers. Pacers, uh, they've been one of the hot surprising teams this year. And the Knicks are rolling, I think, what, eight in a row, nine in a row? Knicks Knicks are completely legit. I mean, they may be better than Milwaukee. I don't think they're as good as Boston, but they're close. Yeah. Uh, Miami lost like eight in a row until winning last night. So the Knicks, what are they, third right now in the East? East is loaded mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yes, third behind the Bucks, and who yeah. are you know currently behind the Celtics? Bucks struggling two losses in a row. Yeah. So Celtics Lakers greatest rivalry in basketball. Um, maybe Duke Carolina at that level as well. If you never saw the um, rivalry, old, real old fashioned. I don't. I figure what the title is. It's Ice T narrating, oh. and it's you haven't seen the Celtics Lakers doc on Thirty for Thirty. It's three hours. And it's narrated on the Boston side by uh, Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg. And on the L.A. side, it's Ice-T who does it. And it's phenomenal. Tracy's all the way back to Auerbach and Russell and Chamberlain, Bird and Magic, Kobe and Garnett, the whole history of it, the two cities, the black and white uh, deal. Um, Tremendous. Me and my son Bobby are watching it. Very, very entertaining stuff if you get a chance. Celtics Lakers part of the deal tonight. All right, I got our three strikes questions. Um, and uh, we want full lines. I mean, I mean, we need to. I need to feel loved. I mean, I've been fashion shamed at the highest <laughs> level. So I mean, you know, listen, you, you gotta, 
you got to be self-effacing and you got to look in the mirror. Or as Sander would say, you need to look in the mirror before you leave the house. <laughs> well, right? you asked me, and I love you, so I want to, you know, I'm always Well, honest. I knew there was something going on. I mean, you could Why just, is that? Because otherwise you would have said, why are you wearing a vest if mm-hmm. you liked it and you didn't. So I'm okay. Mm-hmm. What's the item in your closet your wife doesn't want you to wear? What is the item in your closet where the wife or the girlfriend is like, uh, no, that's a niche niche. Turn, <laughs> turn around with that one. Um, favorite driver. Sandra's talking about the, I'm going to go home and watch it, the Netflix NASCAR uh, I series. just tweeted it at Twitter because I had a bunch of folks asking me what the name it was. It's called NASCAR Full Speed on Netflix. And it's literally 30, 45 minute episodes. Have you watched every episode? Uh, just the first two. Okay, good. It's really good. Who's your favorite all time driver? And if you're going to a meet and three, we were talking about soul food earlier. At a meet and three, what is your favorite side dish? 404 726 do we have any NASCAR fans in the house? Besides me. Uh, I won't say fan, but I will say Earnhardt Jr. I did become, you know, a fan of his probably, what was that, like mid-2000s, oh, yeah. not too long after, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Senior passed away. And this was kind of like my, I want to say like my early 96 Rock days because I actually used to go down to the track and we'd broadcast live. We'd actually spend the night at turn four. Okay. Yeah, we used to oh, wow. We used to broadcast from the track. Oh, my gosh. All was, the time. That's why I said, like, they need some help, and they, they do a really good job. You're going to see – Michael Jordan is in a lot of the first two because he's an owner With of the team alone, now. that alone, that alone, Let me alone, just tell you what power. they're building in Mooresville, North Carolina, Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. It's – I forget, 40,000 square foot, beautiful owner's, you know, a, a garage. Half of it is red and black. Half of it, which is the business side, is Tar Heel blue. It is sick, wow. and they take you inside of it. It's really no, you're gonna I'd like, like to it. See that. And the, by the way, they're hot wives. Like shocking, these very rich drivers have beautiful yeah. wives. So you oh, like you're them. not a uh, NASCAR fan, huh? I'll dabble. Like I'll watch if I can watch it from start to finish. I'll watch. It's fun. Are you a meat and three fan? Is there a side dish meat and three? I'm a huge collard greens fan. Yeah, mm. they just have to be spicy. Okay. Spicy collard greens. What about you, Dede? You got to. Uh, my favorite is honestly yams. I love some yams, man. Okay. Mm. All right. Good job here. Let's Good questions. We'll have full phone lines. 404-726-0929. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f- on. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's get Mikey and Tucker. Hey, uh, Mikey, what's the item in your closet your wife doesn't want you to wear? Uh, my very comfortable deck shoes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had some sneakers that I brought in to the office. Because usually I have pretty good. This is before I got into my sneaker game. It was, a, it was about two years ago. And the girl in the office is like, you know that that's like an SNL skit, those sneakers you wear. She went, what those are those? Are the da- those are the dad. It, yeah, those Aww. are like. The dad shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "Are you going to do some gardening?" Because <laughs> she's like, "Are you wearing those?" That wasn't even my wife. Oh, my man. wife. <laughs> uh, all right. The favorite driver. Favorite driver of all time. Um, I gotta go with Michael Jordan's driver, Bubba Wallace. There you go. Your favorite meet and three side. What's your meet and three? Your side. Your three. What's that your... good old fashioned Southern potato salad. 
Yeah, I mean, potato salad's That's tricky. That's a good you call. Do it you right, got though. a good potato salad? Yeah. That's you like egg call. in your potato salad or not? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get Johnny in the truck. Hey, Johnny, what's the item in your closet your wife does not want you to uh, pull out? One of my 16 Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Favorite all-time driver? Got to be Smoke, Tony Stewart. And meeting three, what's your three? What's your favorite three? Can't be anything but collard greens. Collard greens. 404-726-0929 if you want to get aboard here. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Good collard greens, and they take some time, but there isn't. My mother knew, my mother and grandmother, when they would soak them in the sink, with vinegar and to get the dirt off. I mean, these are really fresh greens. And so you your grandma and, taught your mama. Oh, yeah, and then mom taught me. Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, so good. That's called Southern tradition. That's so true. Who's your favorite all-time driver? Mine was Rusty Wallace and then Chase Elliott. And and I wasn't one of late. So Chase Elliott was probably 14 years old. He came into the studio over at the other radio station. You weren't there yet. But when I tell you, and he was with Napa already, whoo, he, he was a the star then. The man? He's adorable, yes. All right, we got yeah. one more call here? Okay. Let's get Kay. Hey, Kay, what's the item in your closet that your wife doesn't want you to wear? Any mandals. Sandal mandals. Mm. She hates them. Favorite Can't all-time driver? Mini driver. She's great. <laughs> I just, I couldn't sleep last night because I was in pain, my elbow. Yeah, what's with I the, turned I on the TV, yeah. and Goodwill Hunting was on. And Minnie Driver and Matt Damon in that movie. So good. She is so cute. In and that. she's hilarious in person when yeah. she's on the talk show. She's really good. She was so Very good fun. in that with Affleck and company. And uh, meet and three. What's your favorite side? Come on, we're in the south. You gotta have collars. Yeah, the collars. Collars winning. Collars are the Go win. Throw. Uh, are you gonna tell us what you did to your elbow? Because our friend is texting me, wanting to know. Our friend Brian would like to know, what did you do to your elbow? Older Jewish men should not lift weights in any capacity. That's just not what I should be doing. Now my elbow has a protuberance. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, We'll say hi to Andy and Randy coming back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.